0: Welcome back, Kidtas Valley Sports Talk fans, to another episode, season four, episode two of your test Valley Sports Talk podcast. Eric Sarnson here with Sammy Henderson and John Goodat in the Goodat Bunker. <laughs> That's right, we're in the downtown. That's right, bunker today. Big Country got off the farm. That's right, got his butt to town for some sports talk and some air conditioning. Yes. Much needed. It was way too hot outside. (laughs) And as you can uh, hear in an interview that Sammy and I did with head football coach at Central Washington University, Chris Fisk, in his office in Michelson. Michelson. Renovations
1: going on at Central. They moved to Michelson and
0: And it's a hot box. He said it was called the pizza oven. (laughs)
1: It's a brick building. (laughs) Brick oven.
0: With no AC on campus. And luckily, we, as you guys will hear, we also walked our. Sells through campus, beautiful day. The walk through campus, there were some shade trees. It was the best part. Um, and then we ended up at the Cirque Student Rec Center, for you guys that aren't familiar, uh, and ended with an interview with uh, Dennis Francois talking about the renovations of Nicholson Arena. So we got to get used to this. We're going to call it that. So
2: The arena now.
0: Which is great because what's the name? At, what's Nichol- or Western Washington's name? Carver Gymnasium. Carver Gymnasium. Well, we got an arena. yes. So, yes, take that Western Washington.
2: So, I'm going to ask this because uh, I am late to this party today, and so I missed these interviews. But when you guys were walking around campus, yeah. a lot of nostalgia I think, like, yeah, I used to rock it over there, yeah, yeah. I used to woo the ladies right over
1: yeah. there, <laughs> yeah, something think, like that, yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> a little I, bit. I mean, it was definitely familiar,
0: you know. If we're I not think too the far conversation moved. was like, say, Sammy. You see that dorm right there? <laughs> I bet it's really hot. <laughs> I bet it's scorching hot right now. And in the wintertime, I feel like there's just a draft through it the entire yeah. time.
1: We went through some of the older, older dorms that yeah. uh, need a little love. That I don't. I'm not even sure if they're occupied. I'm sure there's there's people in there, but yeah, um, yeah. It was it was it was it's a beautiful campus, and they're doing a lot of renovations and done a lot of renovations, and it was a uh, it's it's
0: cool to always go back and walk through and yep i didn't recognize some of it because we walked through a few weeks ago as a family just to take the girls through where mom and dad went to school at and the new buildings everywhere it was a whole new place and it's really nice it's it's good to see that they're taking care of it and they want to keep things up to date right it's not just a uh, i was going to say something that wasn't very polite but it's it's keeping up with the with the trends and it's uh and i think that's that was kind of the
1: the course of the renovations going on at nicholson is kind of like And we are out of date. That sport court's been there since seventies. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and before that being, it was dirt, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. and when I'm sure when they got the sport court back then they were like, "This is awesome." Yeah, we are, and, you know, the trendsetters. Right, right, and so uh, it it sounds like it's going to be beautiful in a, in a place that is yeah. fitting for the day and age that we are in, and, and what athletes go through. Yeah, it it's going to be a huge. Huge lift for that that campus.
0: Well, and like Dennis will talk about a lot later, and you know, being an athlete there, my years were 2012 and 13, I believe. And you know, it was a stretch getting all athletics through the pavilion, right through the, the field house in the wintertime because it's, that's where you get to practice. It's mm-hmm. snowing outside and miserable. <laughs> right. And you know, you might have to do your weight training at five in the morning and then you come back for practice at seven at night because that's right. the time that baseball was allowed. And I'm not complaining, it was some of the best times. It, granted, winter workouts weren't fun for us, <laughs> but uh, like I told the story, I throwing up in the parking lot. when am the whole volleyball team's walking, and just thinking, "Darn it, <laughs> not going on any dates tonight." Boys. Not going on any dates tonight. You embarrassed yourself in the parking oh, lot. Oh, they Nicholson. ran the heck out of us, and I, I wasn't the only one that day. Like, it was one of those that we were drenched in sweat, and, we and you're horking all over the place in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't throw up much either. From I have a similar story. Yeah.
2: Can I have your permission to share? Of course. When you were playing NCAA baseball? Fine. (laughs) Continue, continue. continue. It's similar only in that I embarrass myself, not similar in that I'm nowhere near the athlete the country is. (laughs) I'm not even that. But Thank you for pointing that (laughs) out. Continue.
0: Can I continue? Please. Okay. Hey, I just want people to know that we we joke with John because we love him.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's from love. It's from love. I feel the love there a lot um a senior year dare i say it my super senior year took a victory lap and um riding my bike from student village to nicholson for my um triathlon training class yep which was awesome I mean, you can totally tell right i mean <laughs> paid off totally tell i mean i'm still in that frame of mind anyway when you're in triathlon training when it They made you wear a bike helmet when you were were biking for class. I never wore it during (laughs) the commute, shall you say. So I'm rolling, and I hop a curb at Nicholson (laughs) in the parking lot, and I can still see it to this day. This is literally like, let's see, I'm 45. So this is 22, 23 years ago. And I hop a curb. My tire stays on the ground. My bike is in the air, and I can see it for a split second. And I'm like, wow. Oh darn! Yeah, this is gonna hurt. Boom! Hit my head right on the pavement. Knocked out. Oh no! And the <laughs> buddy of mine. The good thing though is a school. <laughs> it was like a transition period in between classes. So like everybody, everybody, everybody was there. Oh, that was fortunate. Including <laughs> like my and I. I've shared this story with my wife. This is this is uh, before Brittany. Including my favorite cheerleader that. That year, yeah, she comes running up to me. <laughs> Are you okay? And uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm good, you know. Trying <laughs> to hop okay. up. Uh, so I guess I wasn't like uh, knocked out cold, but I was definitely not on this yeah. planet. And uh, and then a buddy of mine who lived right next door to me, he's like, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like. Is the cheerleader gone? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I need, help. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. So I had to. he took me to the ER. And yeah. I got a, I had a concussion. Yeah. And uh, got like three. So was I, on the was I puking? Was I puking?
0: No. Was
2: I sweating? Uh, Probably. It's still
0: embarrassing. That's something you almost wish it would have happened when people were in class, so no one saw it.
2: Yeah, because you don't want it to happen. No. But can I? Ha- can it happen in the least? <laughs> invasive Could, to my oh, Just think,
0: if that would have got recorded, you'd have gone viral. What's in, that? In today's world, if you'd have got that recorded,
2: you would have gone viral. Oh, yeah, I would have gone viral. You Even know, gotten a couple of clicks on the TikTok. The TikToker. <laughs> that's right. So, um, so you and I have shared... Hey, what's your most embarrassing <laughs> Pavilion moment? Arena moment. Arena? In the arena? Just on...
1: Okay. Well, I... I don't... I'm going to have to run it by you at a break. All right. Maybe yeah. that'll
0: be a good story for between the interviews. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or this
2: is how we'll, well
0: I enter. don't. I don't know
1: how much yeah. I want to disclose to the people <laughs> listening to this. I don't know them.
2: <laughs> you, know, it's, uh, I, you know, we took this. Uh, I know a, totally a lot of really people in this town. We, we took right. this on a tangent. I but know we were just going to do a quick warm-up, but then I take it to a dark place. You started it, though, we, do have,
1: you? we do have news. We do have big news. Ellensburg High School has a girls' basketball they coach. Big news. Yeah. Day after Day after we recorded and we were, you know.
0: Appreciate the heads up, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Tim Revae yeah.
1: taking the job. You know, it's got the background that's won some state championships. Mm-hmm. And so I think people are excited to continue the tradition that these girls have put
2: yeah. in place. And he's not coming in new. He knows his team. Mm-hmm. You know, his daughter's on the team, but he actually knows the team before that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, that guy is driven. I get exhausted watching him coach. You know, we all do. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm excited. I'm going to be on the press row again this year, most, Ah. most likely, and, you know, to have that I always loved he was he was a show for me. It was like I'm watching the game but it was I'm, when we when we do yeah. regionals at Central and and he would mm-hmm. come with us to it. It was like that was part of the enjoyment. It was like yeah. you yeah. know he's so into it, you know. Yeah. Sweat dripping down his back yeah. and it's like shirts on oh, yeah. tactics by the right. first oh, media timeout, right. you know. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he's he's as invested as anybody else on that court. Yeah, and that's that's what I think is going to be fun.
0: Well, he's calmed down because back in the day when I was a little squirt running around my sisters were playing I mean, it was a guess of how many rows in the stands the tie would end up. When right. he'd rip that thing off and throw it in the crowd. I how he brings it. It's a good thing he had clothes bring on when that was over with. And bring back the tie throw. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they have the coaches' boxes anymore, so he can roam a little bit. I don't know. I, I've heard. They're still I, there? I've
2: seen refs, you know.
0: Yeah. I think it depends on
1: how egregious. Right. Spar would get it all the time. Spar would get the half court. Of like, get back <laughs> in your box. Yeah, At some yeah, point, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. get yeah, back. It's the power. Some of the power they have. Uh, they, yeah. tee, they don't want to tee you up. Mm-hmm. So they get the proper warnings. Get back in your box. Get yeah. back in your box. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that'll be a fun pr- program to watch because, you know, they're, they're destined for another shot. Absolutely. You know, if you think about it, I mean, we've had – Ever
2: since my time here uh when I was sports editor for the Daily Record from 2003 over base basketball has been just stacked you know uh, during the I remember the year listening cuz I couldn't go get to the championship game when they 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 play second in the in the uh in the state I want to say that was 2006 maybe give or take uh maybe 2005 I can't remember but uh I mean they Uh, they've been so good for so many years and now this is just yet another chapter of just dominance right and i'm just i'm just i'm excited that we lose quite a bit of talent but we bring back quite a bit of talent uh height as well we
1: lost the you know player of the year yeah in the conference and we lost uh you know starting starting uh big yep and uh you know, but we've got to remember, like, Anderson didn't play a ton. Right. You know, Jameson Phillips was a freshman and yep. was as impactful as anybody else on the court Yep, with how they played. And Leishman is going to keep everything yep. where it needs to be. You know, yep. she's got that control. And so I think they lost a lot, but I think what they brought to the table and what made them dynamic is is all still there.
2: And I don't want to be all coach speak and stuff like that because I'm definitely not a coach, but and I don't want to look too far ahead, but – if you're going to predict certain things, maybe a 16-team bracket or at least Saturday's game, you have to include Ellensburg in that. 100%. Uh, right now.
1: They'll they'll be ranked one or two. Yeah. That's my thought. And they need to be. They should be. Yeah.
2: And uh, with what they're
0: bringing back, that, that only makes sense.
2: Yeah. So good luck to Coach
0: Rebay and uh, to the Ellensburg program. Yeah. It's kind of exciting that, um, you know, when we started this podcast, we talked about – all the success that the sports in our valley had has been having at that time four years ago, and you no, know, it's it's cool to know that we have another program within our commu- our county in our community that is a legitimate state contender, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool that we yep. have that in this community. No Absolutely. matter what school you're at, there's going to be somebody, right? Exactly. In that final day. Exactly. It's
1: just crazy in in high school sports how that fluctuates. Because mm-hmm. for a while it was Allen'sburg football, yeah. You know, it was like every year we were top five. Every year we were top five. And, you know, we couldn't get past the Tumwaters and the Lindens that would mm-hmm. go on and be remarkable state champions. And, uh, you know, as they f- fell off a little bit, someone else's rise, of volleyball is always, you know, it's it, it fluctuates. And it's it's. Yeah. Uh, that's what I kind of love about high school athletics is it, it, you could be – there are some programs that are always – got Royal. They, mm-hmm. they just – yeah. They, 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 they breastfeed talent in football yeah. and stuff like that there. I <laughs> yeah, don't know the, how they the
0: hospital has footballs. Right. Yeah. Right. You, the maternity and,
1: ward. And yeah. uh but you know, I don't necessarily always see Royals dominant in a lot of other programs. Love years where they're great, but football is that mainstay. Mm-hmm. And uh here it's kind of you know, where the kids into and I can see basketball in this valley lasting quite a bit moving forward here
0: yeah.
2: with what I've seen. I think so. I think so.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're excited for high school football to start up, but most important, not most importantly, one of the most uh, more additionally recent ones, important. additionally important, um, we're excited about Central Washington Wildcat football starting That's up. right. They head on the road next week, I believe, right? September 1st, they
2: play at defending national champions, yes. Ferris State. That's in you know, Big Rapids, Michigan. That sounds yes. like a heck of a place. That is. yes.
0: You know that someone once told me, when you wake up in the morning, you eat the frog because your day only gets better from there. And I feel like this scenario—you're <laughs> eating the frog, and you go do your business there. I've never heard. You've that You've never one heard before. that one? <laughs> oh God! It was—it's a, a correlation to go work out in the morning. And I was like, I don't know, I'll eat the frog, but that doesn't um, make me want it. eat no. or work out. But it, I mean, in my theory of that, you know, like they're, they're—they're taking on the best. They want to be the best. They're taking on the best, right. and I'm so excited to watch this game. Yeah, and, and see where they're at, and, and it's going to be a great, you know, resume builder, and, and pretty cool to see the Wildcats head to the Midwest, and that's kind of a. a Known for its Division Two football, mm-hmm. they have great programs back there, and letting people know, hey, we still play football out west here. Yeah, but
2: well, if they're going to pick a heck of a. I mean, that's a heck of a season opener, and I'm on Ferris State's uh, website right now, and they don't have the, you know, the most updated, uh, the most updated um, facility, but they're going to be able to pack. A ton of people in there, if they can. I mean, he's an opener, defending national champion. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of acknowledgement of.
1: There's a there's year,
2: a good season. chance that
1: I wouldn't be surprised if ESPN picks up. You know, one mm-hmm. of those something something. It could be, and I'm sure it'll be good streaming. And once we get all that information, we'll make sure to throw it out exactly. so I can find
2: the game. But this is a good one. This will mm-hmm. be a good barometer, and I can't wait to see. I mean, this is a, a you look forward to every season. No matter what. I don't care who you are. You look forward to every season, but we're part of a a league, a respected league. Um, We get to play, you know, football in Texas.
1: Well, we're not sitting here at the beginning of the year talking about, oh, man, if we didn't have to play Simon Fraser twice
2: a year in Western Oregon. Mm -hmm. right. Where are we going to find these other people that we need to play? You we know? don't have to play Lincoln, California, which didn't even technically count or whatever. Correct. Ugh. Nothing against that team. No, but it's, it's, but it's
1: the scheduling that you have to make when you, when you, you don't have an established conference. Right. And so it's, it's new, but it also feels like familiar and like almost like, like home again. Like, okay, we yep. get, we got a full conference. we yeah. got, you know, I only have to beat you once. Yep. <laughs> unless we play in the playoffs. I don't mm-hmm. have to figure That'll out a way to you beat again. you twice, yeah. right, yeah. which is, it's tough, you know. It is really, really tough to to play a team two times. And yeah. Even if, you know, we were superior to Western Oregon and Simon Fraser, it's, you know, I'm sure they they felt that second game probably went easier even when they get yeah. slapped up a little bit. Yeah.
0: It's going to be fired up. I'm yeah. excited. I can't yep. wait to watch the Wildcats on the gridiron and, and uh, I wish we had the budget to get back there and watch members because I feel like that would be a pretty cool setting to go. That'd be a cool setting. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. So, well, let's get Coach Fisk on the call. Sammy does a great job interviewing him on this one. Um, see what the Wildcats are looking forward to this season, and and uh, we'll be right back with you guys after this interview. All right, listeners, we're back with our guest this week, head coach, Central Washington University football, Chris Fisk. We're not – Sammy, this is exciting because we're actually on site. We're not on Zoom. We're not (laughs) on the phone call. Coach, thank you for taking time for us today.
3: Yeah, yeah, glad to have you here. I I don't know if it's exciting to be on site. we got all this construction going on, so we're tucked over in Michelson. With no air conditioning, this this red brick building we call the pizza oven uh, yeah. right now because it's so dang hot. But uh, we're glad to have you here.
1: Yeah. yeah. And before we get into it, talk. You know, you guys are in a different building. Uh, Nicholson's getting re- renovated. Talk to us a little bit about what you've seen and in, in your expectation and uh, yeah, you know, the excitement going around the department. How
3: exciting is this? I uh-huh. mean, a building that hasn't been really majorly renovated in a number of years and really um, deficient to support a division two athletic department. And so to see it get the remodel that it needed, you know, to have the indoor turf and the indoor space in a place like Ellensburg, we get so much snow, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's on so many levels just for our student athlete experience, it's going to be a major, major upgrade. You know, we were splitting time in the weight room with the uh, P department and now we have our own dedicated athletic space for weights. Um, so now those kids don't have to lift from, you know, Five thirty 30 AM till 8 AM. And then they can, they can come back, you know, from four till nine o'clock at night. Now we can keep that thing open all day and provide the type of training experience for these kids that they deserve. And so, uh, that along with just the competition, Jim, man, you know, what a, what an upgrade for the basketball and volleyball programs and, um, from a recruiting standpoint, and just now I heard uh, Kevin Atkins uh, say today, I think in 30-plus years that he's been here, we've never had all of the coaches and administrators in the same building. Right. We've always been scattered around campus, and now we're all in the same building. And so I think you're going to see a you know more unified athletic department, a, a department hopefully supporting each other out on the court and on the field. And uh, So it's exciting times for Central Athletics, for sure.
1: Absolutely, an exciting time. We're going to get into football-specific. I'm going on record saying this is the toughest schedule we've had in fifteen years, flat out. Just, just start it. So, what's the mindset of the coaching staff? as you guys go into uh, a new conference, a different type of schedule? We're not going to have a home and aways with anybody. And what, and what are you guys telling the players? Yeah, geez,
3: last year was pretty tough.
1: It was a tough schedule, but in I went Eastern I t- Washington two thousand seven <laughs> when we were in the NCC North Dakota. Yeah, who's now Division one? Yeah. Uh, who else is Division one from that? Uh, yeah, Minnesota Mankato was really good back then nebraska omaha was another team that was it was stacked powerhouses Powerhouses. i remember
3: when central beat north dakota yeah during that time and so um yeah i mean it just the texas football right like we're gonna go play a bunch of those schools um but you know our focus right now isn't really on the lone star we kind of went through that in the summer and got to go do media days which was awesome what a great experience for the the two young men that we got to take down there but it's fair state I mean, you you pop on the film with Fair State, and you're looking at a Big Sky team. I mean, it's that caliber of a program, the talent level. Um, you know, we were talking about it uh, amongst the coordinators. You know, you know some of the past Big Sky teams that we've played. You know, how would you rank Fair State and some of those some of those other Big Sky teams? And you know, we had a couple guys who were like, I don't know, these guys might be tougher you know, certainly at the line of scrimmage. Right. And so um, we'll have our hands uh, full in that first game with the defending national champs. So not really worried about the Lone Star Conference. You know, we've got week one is, is week one, and we'll get to week two when we get to week two. Yeah, I and know that's coach talk, but, no, no, but it's, it's <laughs> really, it really is. It
1: really is. I, yeah. I've been around a lot of coach talk, but it's, it's the mindset you have to have moving in. Yeah, and to be
3: honest, like our last scrimmage is tonight, and we're not focused on Fair State right now. We haven't shown the kids the film. We, we've we still got us to focus on. So right. we're focused on Central right now, and we've got that through tonight. And then tomorrow would be the first Ferris installs and kind of the film and the peak at Ferris as we teach you guys how to scout.
1: Now, before we get to our next question, I was doing my homework looking up Ferris State, and I was frustrated. I'm like, you don't even have a roster online. Yeah. I don't even know who's <laughs> on your team right now. You know? And so I start going through, they're just messing around, right, whatever, where they have. But uh, what is that for you? I'm sure you guys are itching to see a roster too, because you get film... Yeah. You, you know who that should be coming back, yep. you know, and I'm sure you guys have some insight with your connections on who, who may be transferred there and things like yeah. that. Uh, but from a competitive standpoint and strategy, is it, is it tough to wait? To see who they got? Are you gonna?
3: Not really. I mean, if they if they get more talent than what they already have, I mean, you know, so be it. I'm sure they've got. You know, we're figuring on three or four drop downs from. Right. You know, they've had kids from Michigan and Michigan State play there, and you know the FCS programs, and so they'll. I'm sure they'll have a couple, but we know what they've got. We know for the most part what's going to be there, um, and and what they have currently. If you just don't add a transfer here and there, they're 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 pretty good. So yeah. Um, you know, we have last year's film to go off of and we, we saw what they had over at media days and, and kind of what was talked about there. So we have a pretty good idea of what we're getting to. And then we played them in 2019, right? You know, so we saw their program up close. We, we have some familiarity with them that, um, you know, so it's not a first time, uh, game for us outside of going to Michigan for the first time.
1: Correct. Correct. So let's talk about, uh, the kids that you have now, you got 15 starters back from the playoffs. Yeah. Just alone. Um, it's, which is crucial for a team that's trying to build upon the program that, that they had year before and the successes. What was it like coming into camp, being able to just have 15 kids you could throw into the depth chart immediately when you're trying to build stuff around?
3: Yeah. Um, it's good. It's exciting. We're, we're older this year. We've got, you know, it, where it's really fun is you've you got a lot of uh, familiar faces in the O-line, D-line, which is huge. Familiar faces at corner, which is enormous, and then a familiar quarterback, which hasn't happened for a while. Right, right, right. right. To have a a guy come back and play. It's been since Riley Hennessy that we've had a guy start two years in a row. And then last year we had so many injuries, like you're saying 15. In my mind, we got like 25 right, starters right, coming back because right. everybody started a couple games, uh, two or three or four, at different times during the season. So we have a, a very veteran team, and, you know, we're hoping to take that next step from the playoff game and with some maturity on how we handle the big stage with really good football programs. And so that's the biggest thing that we got to do.
1: And speaking about maturity, I look at, at, at the roster and I see kids like Christian Penny. Dan Hudson, Isaiah Carbajal, that are, that are still listed on your roster that have been with the team for 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 years now. When I say yeah. years, I'm not talking like three or four. I'm talking for a while. You know, I was yeah. trying to go through, man, are these kids 24? Are they 20? You know, but yeah. with the how things have played out the last couple of years, there's eligibility to be had all over the place. But how important is their leadership? And they've been in the program for so long, and you've been associated with them so long. How important are, is their role amongst the team?
3: Well, it's enormous. You know, obviously a guy like Chris Penny, who was I mean, we came in the same year and I've right, been here a right. long time, right? And so he had some time off. But you know, Dayon's been here a long time. It was funny as we were walking up here today uh to come do the do the interview, I was talking to Nate Perkins and Nate Perkins was telling me, Hey man, I'm a I'm a junior, I'm not a senior. And so COVID's <laughs> throwing this whole wrench right. into eligibility and kinda you know, so it's a year to year thing right now with guys, you know, deciding do I want to play another year? I have more eligibility, but I'm running out of academics. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I want to do? Do I want to graduate? Do I want to get into that master's program? And then you're limited financially on how much you can scholarship guys to go get a master's and so there's a lot of that stuff there, but in terms of these old guys just in their leadership value, you know, I think you've got a lot of old guys that take a lot of pride in wearing the logo here. Right. You know, and I think that's important. You can't you can't do what we do and try to do it at the level that you want without them being prideful about being a Central Washington Wildcat. And so I think that's kind of been the biggest thing for us since, since uh, you know, COVID hit was instilling that pride back in the logo and, and uh, you know, riding for the brand. Right, um, right. And uh, taking a lot of pride in that in your performance.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of the logo, you guys got a new helmet. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. We've had the dark crimson. We went to black and now we've got this bright crimson yeah. that sticks out. Tell us about uh, how that went down. Whose idea? Whose idea was that? Was that? A, that was me. You taking credit for that? Yeah, one? I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, that was all me. I
3: it, and it goes back to what you just talked about earlier with North Dakota and right. being in being in North Dakota. I knew about Central because when when Central won the NAI national championship, was, I was just going to college. So I knew about Central. And then I remember uh I think it was the very first nationally televised Division II football game. Central played defending national champions, Minnesota Duluth, and beat them at Duluth. Right. And I remember the the Crimson Buckets. Yeah. And then I remember being in North Dakota and they knocked off the University of North Dakota. And I remember the Crimson Buckets. And I kind of was like, you know, when I look at the history of this program and the big Hills and the Kitnas and the Mike Riley's and those, those players. That's what I remember.
1: That's a crimson bucket. And that's, you
3: know, and I'm a big tradition guy. Yeah. I I just think, you know, I look at what, you know, especially in the last 10 years has happened in college football with uniforms and lids and all these things. And you just kind of look at Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Ohio state, you know, they haven't gone through all these, these different things they haven't gone through a person that person an identity crisis go right. so to speak <laughs> right. they've, they've been who they are and I think you know for us that's that's the tradition that was here and and uh, I wanted to bring it back it's got a little little tweak on it but uh, it's definitely you know kind of a throwback to some of those days
1: right right, right. yeah well anytime if you guys don't know that coach can say the words Alabama he's going to do it
3: yeah, 100%. But that had a little to do with it. Yeah. But I did do the three-color stripe yeah. instead of just the white stripe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed and I liked it. It went through my mind.
1: So, new offensive coordinator, and make sure I get his name, Mike Farreter? Yep. Did I get it right? Yep. Nailed it. Okay, and he came in halfway through spring camp, right? And yeah. So, there was a little bit of install and learn. What can fans come to expect from this offense? What are we going to see? What's it going to look like? And
3: Yeah. So, it, it's going to be what you know about Central. We've we've been running the same offense since Ian Shoemaker was here. Uh, Ian bringing me in, you know, the two last two coordinators that came in ran our offense, mm-hmm. and he's going to do the same. Right. Yeah. So we have an offense here at Central. We run, and that's what he's going to do. We're going to be, you know, up tempo, no huddle, pistol uh, run the game, you know, run the rock and, right. and do what we do. And, and, uh, that's not going to change a whole lot. But I do think, you know, with coach Ferret or coach, Her- coach was a great football player. He played mm-hmm. at the university of Montana, was an all conference guy, played receiver, uh, played for Bobby Houck. And, and I, that was a, a big draw for me is I, when I look at coaches, I, I want to go get coaches that have been part of something successful. They know what success look like, you right? Know, it, it, it's it's how they were brought up it's how they were trained and so it was easy with mike you know talked to coach hauck for just a little bit and just was like yeah this is the guy this is easy now we had hired another coordinator Mm -hmm. to to start out spring ball and and uh you'll love this story Uh, i get a call from uh kingsbury you get a call i get a call from coach kingsbury (laughs) and uh he said listen you know we're gonna we're gonna take Yeah, i know you just hired this guy but we're gonna take him to come be our assistant (laughs) quarterback coach and I said, you know, uh, Cliff, um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story that that you're the reason I'm a head coach. And he blew his mind. He said, "How's that?" And I said, "Well, you were at USC, right, as the O coordinator, yeah, and and you decided to bail on USC, okay, and so Graham Harrell got hired from North Texas to USC, and Bodie Reader went from Eastern Washington to North Texas, and Ian Shoemaker went from Central Washington." Eastern Washington. (laughs) Chris Fisk went from offensive coordinator to head coach. (laughs) So thank you, Cliff. And and I'll allow you to interview our guy. So so, uh, Connor Sangers, who we hired, uh, obviously a draw to the NFL. He's out. Right. And uh, Mike was the the, kind of the runner up in that competition in terms of the interviews for the offensive coordinator position. But, um, you know, Connor's doing a great job over there with uh, the Arizona Cardinals and we're lucky to have Mike here, family, man, uh, a good person, you know, and I think that's a bigger thing is we have a staff full of good guys. I mean, you know, these guys, yeah. they're just all, um, you know, salt of the earth type of guys and, and, uh, central kind of guys. Yeah, you know?
1: absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super, super excited for the year, uh, fair state September 1st, right? Thursday.
3: Yeah. Yeah. A week, a week we're here. I saw honey, the countdown
1: today was eight, eight days and like yeah. six hours when I left the house, yeah. something like that. And, uh, I know a lot of us are real excited to get football back and to watch you guys compete again yeah. uh, in in a new conference and compete for a conference championship. And, uh, yeah, so, Coach, we really appreciate you taking yeah. the time out of your busy, busy day to be with us, and we look forward to talking to you in you gotta the Got to get you guys
3: back over here at some point. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All, right. All
0: right. All right. Thanks, guys. Man, uh, glad we're back from that interview. That was such a fun interview with Coach Fisk on site. Our on first site. interview on site, I believe. It was kind of fun to be there. Granted, it was warm, mm-hmm. but it was beautiful. I, I love talk. Every time I talk to Coach Fisk, it just gives you, you, you know, new energy within that program. Uh, it's exciting to watch a guy run a program like he does. You know, good people. He believes in that stuff. The quality people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to benefit the town and the, and the the university and that program.
1: Yeah, and you guys can see it at home, but he talked the whole time with a smile on his face. He Man. was excited to be talking football. He's He loves the program. And – uh he wasn't as, you know, nervous as I guess I would. He just felt comfortable, yeah. you know, and I love that. And uh, he's just fun. He's yeah. fun to be around.
2: It's pretty exciting. I can't wait for some football this season. You know what? I'm looking at the the schedule. So, you know, after we beat Ferris State That's right. in Michigan, uh, we're ba- we're at home against Western New Mexico, but, you know, the kids won't be here yet, the yeah. students. So, actually, our first student game would be October 8th, so we're back on the road against Simon Frazier and then heading down to eastern New Mexico. So, man, be great to come into uh, the game against Western Oregon for the first kid game. Why do I say kid game? I mean, um, I the student game. Because we're old. <laughs> their their kids, kids. We are old. They're we all kids. have gray. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because of kids. Right. Because of kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be a great season. Yeah. And coaches like the kickoff can't come soon enough. Man. Well, I'm sure he appreciates the he appreciates planning, the time, right? But I'm right. sure he's just like can't it can't come soon enough.
0: Yeah. So. Well, and that's kind of the fun of a, of the university here in town, Central, and the people they have. You know, the majority of the coaches here bleed crimson and black, right? Like, you cut them open, I'm pretty sure Desi Story is going to bleed crimson blood. Well, exactly. Mario going to crimson Everybody John bleeds Pica. crimson. Yeah. Pika. Mario. You. <laughs> Appreciate I've that. I've been trying to get them to make that a bumper sticker. for Everybody time.
1: everybody bleeds crimson. Because <sighs> yeah. it's be true. Sad. It is true. You right. right. should make that. Sell it. I tried. They didn't want to lose uh, I've only got KB's, great ideas. <laughs> I've only got
0: great at, Only the good ones come out. <laughs> um, but uh, he fits that mold. Yeah, my yep, opinion, he does. He's he's the kind of guy, and, and it was fun. We got to see John, Coach Pika in there in the hallway. Yes, yeah. It's always fun. It was kind of fun being back on campus. So now we're heading. We're going to head back south down campus, down That's the right. walkways, over the bridge, over the Ganges is that what we call them. Yep, the the canal through there, and went through past all the old, old dorms that we sweated our way back up there and <laughs> back into the rec center. And if you guys aren't familiar with the rec center and new to campus, is man, we are so fortunate as a double, Division two school, small college smallish college, to have that building and to be able to go down there and get whatever meal you want. It was a place to hang out, you know, see people on campus, walk the quad. Right, that's right yeah. um, it's, it's right. It's right by the Japanese garden. Yep. Um, it's just a building that, like, if I was a coach at Central, that's one of the first, you know, top three stops i take a recruit. Hey, look what we got here. Uh, it's where the, the team shop's at, and that's where we were able to, fortunate enough to meet uh, meet up with Dr. Dennis Francois, I remember to do that to, uh, to welcome the interview. You did. Um, we met him in the CERC. Uh He was be able to work down there. And we do find out that that's where the volleyball team is going to be playing their games. And I think if you are a volleyball fan or a Wildcat fan, it's going to be an experience to go check out because, you know, where the courts are, and, and he'll talk about this too, it's, it's a loud, echoey area. And with everybody there, it's going to be an intimidating factor for teams coming in. Absolutely. That's going to be so cool. It would be really uncomfortable,
1: and you'll hear... In the interview, just kind of what the atmosphere might look like. And uh, you know, fans on top of you, fans around you. And uh as if you're ever there for a basketball camp or walking through there, it's just balls echoing all over the place. So yeah. Noise and
0: it it could be really cool. Absolutely. It's gonna be really neat. Plus you can go get yourself a smoothie, coffee, the pizza down there. That was my go to college (laughs) was the pizza at the at the deli food court area, and you can go into the bookstore and buy yourself a sweatshirt. so, let's just get into the interview with, with uh, athletic director from Central, Dennis Francois, and hear about the, up, the updates on Nicholson Arena, what we all know as the Pavilion, and and how Atlas university is just growing and how it's good going to benefit our athletes. All right, we're back for our, another interview on campus today. We're so pumped to be here today. We we made the trip down to the Cirque. Sammy and I got our walks steps in. It's a little hot outside, but we're so excited because we're sitting here with Doctor Dennis. Francois, Athletic Director of the Central Washington University. Thank you for joining us.
4: My pleasure. It's uh, always great to see you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: we're here to talk to you, Dennis. You drive by Nicholson Pavilion nowadays. One, you see no cars because it's just whole parking lots dug up. There's construction going on. It's been going on for months now, but it seems... Yesterday I drove past, I could see inside Nicholson Pavilion (laughs) from the outside, from the west side of it, and I see hoops and I see the banners and... There's a lot going on. Walk us through the process of where you guys are at with the renovation and uh, what, what's exciting you from what you've seen so far.
4: Well, first of all, it's, it's very exciting to see that progress uh, over the course of, I think they broke ground in October of last year, and uh, it's been an, uh, a great experience seeing, seeing everything just kind of build out. And uh, what was really great is seeing our student-athletes come back from summer break and all of a sudden they see you know the the end of the the field house all kind of built out and Mm -hmm. got it all bricked out and everything too already so that's uh it's really exciting to see that in our student athletes when they come back and kind of realizing they're a year out yet but you know seeing that going through this a little bit of discomfort and inconvenience is going to be paying off but uh, it has been a long process and of course uh, it's a shared use facility, and you know, 70 plus percent is uh, academic use in terms of time space utilization, and uh, we're very fortunate to be uh, included in that renovation uh, in terms of athletics, sharing that facility with uh, with our academic partners, and so uh, it wouldn't be possible if we weren't uh, in a shared use facility. So it's it's uh, it's been a great uh, it's going to be a great asset for for the academic programming, uh, the SAM Sport and Movement Studies program. Uh, you know, their own new, very probably double, close to triple size of their their fitness room. Uh, you know, going to be all great equipment in there, a lot of pin loaded, a lot of cardio stuff. Uh, but great for their type of activity classes, the weight training type courses, fitness courses they have. Uh, the field house expansion, that's probably one of the things that is going to impact both of us very you know, positively for us, for our outdoor field sports, as you all know, Eric, maybe more so than Sammy, is that sometimes that first grounder that you take uh, is down in California uh, in your first game <laughs> yeah. compared to being on a turf surface indoor in January, February. Yeah. Uh, so that the field house expansion actually increases that space by 75%. Wow. And so the uh, the actual... Uh, dimensions of what the the turf is going to be there we're going to do a, a seven lane uh, 70 yard track down one side and it's going to be a mondo surface so it's going to be very state-of-the-art uh, there but we're also going to have a pole vault uh, box in there so it will do be able to do pole vaults and but sprints hurdles exchanges and things like that uh, the, so that'll be a great for our track and field program but the other part is going to be uh, essentially 40 yards by 70 yards of, of artificial turf and it's going to be a field turf product the exact same thing we usually have in, out in the stadium mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know top of the line there of course and but what that does is it uh, you know impacts football soccer women's rugby, men's rugby, baseball, softball, and every one of those sports. Uh, it's not going to be lined for all those. We're going to have tick marks in the in the turf, but uh, we'll have divider nets that will you know, separate track from the field and, and actually have a, a separation for baseball, softball, if you want to practice at the same time, uh, drop-down nets for batting cages, and uh, all those things. So that is just remarkable for us uh, to be able to use that, you know, Thank goodness we haven't had to uh, talk the, the, the smoke word, air uh, right. uh-huh. quality. Right. Uh, but uh, we have not had that <laughs> issue the last couple years, thank goodness. But we know it's only a matter of time before we do that. And uh, it, help, it helps, I'm sure coaches feel, because that's always a scrambly time with the fires
1: <laughs> of figuring out, well, we've got this, we need to do this, we need to do that, we don't have enough room. And so to have the room to accompany all of those is, is going to be huge for the competitive aspect of all these teams
4: it is and sammy you know how it is it's like uh what, what you know, is, the, is the wind going to blow this out or <laughs> blow it in this morning and, right. and all of a sudden uh you know coaches are at the last minute it's like all right well we got two buses lined up to go over and and i, I think sammy you're still still Uh, working for us at that time is that we played a game over in Seattle we had to move it literally on you know Monday you can't do that on Friday afternoon and say we're going to play tomorrow you know that's something you really need to give advance notice for the visiting team officials fans everything Everything. but I think we moved it on a Monday Uh, but our football team was that Saturday when we played it was their fourth trip to Seattle and uh, they went over three days and it's you know Two hour plus, get two Mm -hmm. buses, two hour plus to get there, you know, get off, get dressed, all the different things, three, three and a half hours, and then two and a half, you know, hours on the way home. So they're spending seven, eight hours to get in one practice. For a home game. For a home game, <laughs> uh, so those things I just feel you know my heart goes out for our student athletes. You know, soccer. You know, going to a different places just where they can find mm-hmm. you know clean air, and uh, so that, that's a you know taxing on our student athletes, taxing on our coaches, not able to get you know the game planning in that you need to uh, when you're on the bus and things of that nature. So. That's going to help our programs tremendously uh, during during this time of the year when you know those air quality issues. But you know the bigger part is you know the months of December, January, February, March, maybe April, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of depending on uh, how how that snow is this year. Uh, but those are the times when that's really going to pay off okay. uh, during during the winter months. Usually, uh, winter quarter for sure. We have indoor track and field in there. Uh, we have soccer football men's women's rugby baseball softball uh it's just it's a packed out facility and uh now just having that surface uh is going to be huge having the turf surface and having a track in there uh but also just you know expanded space by 75 percent so it's I know I can't throw a pass seventy yards long, but I'm, I'm, I hope our quarterback <laughs> can. But uh, you know, I couldn't probably throw a baseball seventy feet. But uh, that's that's something that when you get in that space, kind of you look at it from the outside. Once you get in there, you're like wow, this is this is a, a large open area, and it's uh, uh, you know the, the it's going great on that end. And then you know the actual. Things that we're doing inside from an athletic perspective, not really a lot in the main area. You know, just kind of moving a lot of offices and things, expanding our athletic training room, uh, taking over football offices. And uh, so expanding that probably by about 80, 90 percent expansion there. But having a hydrotherapy room and uh, a little more area for, you know, rehab. Uh, physicians examination room office you know, additional offices. We had seven people in one office, right. uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's that's going to enhance uh, their ability to serve our student athletes greatly. And then uh, in terms of locker room setup, we're just doing a few minor things in there. Building new though men's women's locker rooms, restrooms for for the academic for the SAMS department. Uh, that's going to be a, a great asset for them, and then the uh, you know the bigger part for for us is you know when we're combining Purser and Nicholson, and uh, so on that ground floor in between there. If you drive by now, you'll see kind of some big. They got they got quite a bit of steel in. They're going to put up a lot more here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, that front lobby area and the actual. Uh, uh, structure that goes over top of you know that combines the two facilities and of course on that ground floor is uh, of our city weight room and that is going to be uh, really impactful on every one of our programs uh that is the one thing this renovation really impacts every one of our sports in some way, in very significant way, of course, in the weight room. Uh, but it'll be the first time we have our own kind of weight room, even though they're going to use that for some specialized academic classes, advanced free weight type things, because mm-hmm. we'll only have free weights in there. Uh, but that's going to be a little over 6,000 square feet, um, all built-in platforms into the, into the actual flooring surface. And it's a Mondo surface that we're, we're getting in there called the product called mondo valor it's a brand new product we will be the first college in, in, in the united states to have it awesome um, they just introduced it and uh so uh that that will be nice but you know it'll be branded of course a lot of a lot of wildcats in there a lot of logos and things uh and then we'll have uh seven dual racks uh hammer strength dual racks in there so we'll have 14 platforms and uh coach hoyam it was a a kid in the candy shop with that one, and uh, uh, but really, you know, those types of things that en- enhance that student athlete experience, prepare them better from a strength conditioning standpoint.
1: Yeah, and it's huge too, because for some people that don't know, you were sharing the weight room with uh, academics, it, and so it was somewhere from like eight or nine o'clock in the morning, maybe seven, that they, you know, it, athletics didn't really have access to until what two o'clock in the three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> And so the schedule of these these kids that's already packed full with practices and film and school, and uh, it was really hard for you and and the people that work for you to schedule in everybody in a good spot that fit. And so there were some kids that didn't get to go to their morning workouts because they got, you know, things that they have going on or they had to schedule it early and it was tough. And so this just makes it so much easier. Everyone breathes a little bit easier. We have our space. It's a little bit easier to figure it out when it's your Mm -hmm. space to figure out.
4: And, you know, we have a great relationship with uh, our Sport and Movement Studies program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Brian McGladry and Rory and Dr. Dolan, all those individuals just are, are awesome to work with. Uh, Therese and our dance uh, dance area as well. So, uh we're very pri- privileged to have those type of people that we work with. And, Absolutely. and we've just always made it work somehow. Mm-hmm, right. and, you know, it's a little inconvenient for both of us, but you know, it, it's a give and take there, right. but now we're able to, you know, be able to be more accommodating, uh, but not have to have so many concessions and, right. and that. But uh, one of the big things with, with the uh, the weight room, as you know, so I mean, it was it was from eight to two. Right. You know, it was uh, it was uh, academic use only, and and totally understandable. But now they have access to offer classes at four o'clock, correct? Five o'clock, uh, all the different times for them to to make it more conducive mm-hmm. for more uh, academic programming, and then you know they're getting uh, probably what two or three more classrooms, multi-purpose rooms and the upper floor, that's huge. Uh, the second floor in there. So they had only one in there before. Uh, so that's a, a really big, but they'll have a, a multi-purpose room where they'll be able to do like yoga, aerobic type uh, activities in there. And then uh, the other thing they have up, up top, you know, we had that kind of that auxiliary gym up there, but this will be a completely enclosed pedagogy teaching gym up there. So it'll be, completely uh walled off from the rest of the of yeah. the gym uh, up there rest of the space up there but that will be their teaching gym and and that's uh you know huge for them because of just the noise and everything else if you're doing anything else in that whole gym area you you hear that right. and so a great teaching environment learning environment for our students on on campus and our faculty um and then the arena itself uh you know we're, we're expanding that we are Uh, still keeping our baseline seating but actually having walkways across the baseline so you'll be able to go from one side of the gym to the other uh the arena excuse me uh to to the other and uh, not have to go down on the floor and that's a a big thing trying to keep a lot of that foot traffic off the floor sammy you worked a a million games at that press table and how close it was right (laughs) behind there and uh so we're we're actually uh, uh keeping those chair backs behind there but uh switching out the platform so it'll be a little bit of steeper pitch and that of course creates more space between the uh, scores table and those and then we won't have a first row we actually go up a a couple steps to the riser and then have a rail across that front so it creates that separation more space for uh, staff student athletes to walk back and forth in there and then on top of the weight room Kind of following the the uh, the logistics of that on top of the weight room is actually more built-in chairback seating, and that'll be on the second floor uh, up there, and, and it'll actually have uh, a, a concourse underneath of it, uh, un- underneath it, and, and then you'll actually have you know restrooms and concessions under there as well, kind of like you see in a, a real arena right. uh, or a stadium, and then you enter the actual seating area. At the ends you could, but you could also go through the vomitorias and you can feed up into your seat or go down into the lower chair backs. Yeah, you What vomitoria? Vomitorias. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. it, what is that? I've uh, never heard of that it, before in my life. It's probably some uh, uh, <laughs> Greek word, but uh, that is basically that... that where Like you do at Seahawks Stadium, you're in, you know, Section A yeah. or whatever, and you walk through the... That's through the, the official C- name. I call it the tunnel. The tunnel, yeah, you could call okay. it that. Vomitorias, oh. that's what they are, yeah. <laughs> did you know that before this
1: process, or is that I, I what you did. learned during
4: it? back in my facility class day, <laughs> way back in grad school. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, but we have two of those, and then at the end of those, we actually have... Very, you know, needed and deserved, uh, disabled seating area there mm-hmm, cool. for for people who, who need that little extra vantage point for sure, and uh, and that is it's you know we've got some great fans that come every, every time it's like going I wish we had better seating for you and you know where you're not. You know endangering yourself being right there courtside and right. a chair or something and uh but we'll have uh, have those two areas there and uh it, it's gonna be a a different feel and actually just uh, got the final uh quote and bid from um Dactronics for a new video board Ooh, and awful. ribbon board so uh it's gonna be i think nine by fourteen. Uh, I think it is, or 9x16, maybe, 9x16 uh, video board that we're installing on the north wall. And then across the walkways on the baselines, that walkways go across the upper upper areas there, we've got 60 feet of ribbon board going on each, each right. end. And, you know, just to make that fan experience and the student-athlete experience better and trying to get rid of all of our vinyl signage. That would be ideal. That would be ideal.
0: (laughs) I think the saying is so true right now that things get better after you leave, right? I'm getting jealous hearing about all this because it's, uh, you know, the good things come after you're done playing there, but I'm fired up because, you know, we were always taking ground balls on that sport court and Desi's power swing to first base was kind of scary sometimes, but to be able to have this is is so awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited for the athletes coming in to have this. What's kind of the timeline? Like, where, this fall and winter, where yeah. are we going to be watching the Wildcats? The volleyball.
1: we got volleyball and then basketball coming up. What's what's that looking like? Is that going to be ready for volleyball?
0: Well,
4: volleyball is going to be right here in the Cirque. Right here and, in the Cirque? Yep. They are going to... And they might get maybe the last couple games in in, in late October okay. in in the uh, renovated mm-hmm. arena. Uh, but really no promises on that. The chair back side will definitely not be done mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or even the newer platforms in there. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be uh, just the baseline seating and the visitor seating or the what we would say the visitor seating on the other side. So it's all VIP. Uh, it's all VIP, <laughs> it's <right>? all <laughs> VIP. Uh, But, uh, you know, reduced seating for sure. Uh, but uh, they feel that, you know, they're still on, on track for, yeah. you know, late late October. Cool. Uh, I know Dactronics. you know, we're in the queue on them for November 15th, so we won't have that done. But we have our first doubleheader for basketball December 1st, I believe it is. Um, but, you know, with, with supply chain issues, uh, you know, it could be one... One thing that just doesn't come in, that really is a, a crucial part of, of you know, putting that whole puzzle together, right. and all of a sudden you're delayed for a week or two or right. longer. Right. So uh, I told people all along, if we're if we're in there January 1, I'll do backflips. <laughs> <laughs> assisted, assisted <laughs> backflips. Uh, but uh, that is, um, that's kind of the timeline on that. Okay. And of course, you know, looking at egress uh, and, and regress of, of getting fans in there in a safe way, uh, through construction. So a lot of those things we got to work through and, st- you know, still have restrooms available and all those, those types of things. So those are the things that we've, uh, got to iron out, but, uh, they, we had a construction meeting you know, every other Tuesday and yesterday they said we're, we're still on track to, uh, to do that. Yeah, and, sweet. uh, but yeah, volleyball is going to be here. And what about fans at those games at volleyball? Yeah. Uh, they are, we yeah. have, uh, Portable bleachers. Uh-huh. We're, we're taking Court Four down here in the Cirque, and uh, we're actually three and four, but uh, Court Four is where they're going to play. They have some, uh, you know, X uh, five tier I think bleachers we're putting in down there. People will be able to line up on the track up Ooh. top. That's so, going to be
1: is as much as you'd like to play at home. It, it'll be a unique enough setting that it you get enough students out there and things like that. That could be a pretty be unique, loud,
4: unique yep. atmosphere <laughs> yep. to play a game in. And, and, you know, I don't take a lot of things from my partner up there at Western Washington, so <laughs> hard, but uh, a good piece of advice Steve Steve gave me and actually something he shared, you know, through their remodel up there at Carver, yeah. Carver yeah. Gym, Carver Gym, uh, Nicholson <laughs> Arena. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, sorry, I had to, a little dig Absolutely. on Wester there. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, Steve said it was really tough because they played at Whatcom Community College, mm-hmm. and uh, they did it for two years. And he said it was so – it was so tough on just the culture of campus and, you know, the fans of the student, students is that there were students that were juniors that were coming back to school as juniors that hadn't been to a single volleyball game, hadn't been to a single basketball game during their time right. uh, at, at that university. And he said it just had a huge impact because all of a sudden, you know, it's like. It doesn't become the thing to do on Thursdays. Go over to the volleyball right. game or the basketball mm-hmm. game Saturday. And night when you're away.
1: putting out such an, a great
4: product, yeah, you know, yeah. with the
1: success that that you know, Western have, we have, is that, that that's you know, you're missing a draw of people that would they and that's what I like about doing it. Cirque, you're gonna get eyes on it that you wouldn't have had up at Nicholson. Yeah, people
0: are here working so, out, they're getting you know, they're they're drink.
1: figuring out yeah. why they're not allowed to work out. That yeah, day yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, there's a yeah.
0: volleyball game going on. Let's go check this
4: out. I can't find the track. And, and, you know, uh, if we went to play at, you know, Kittitas High School or Ellensburg High School, we might have to do that. Who knows mm-hmm. what will what, what come, what come to here, how things play out in the next few months. But, um, you know, people aren't going to drive over there. I just, sorry, not, not you know, students. Moms and dads yeah. are, are going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, some of our community folks, but uh, the students is, is where, you know, and that's where, where a lot of that energy is at our games, you know? And uh, so that, that's a, that's a big one. So we, we really are, are happy to be on campus and uh, you know, our, our courts in the, f- in the circ are not regulation for basketball so that's not an option for us to play basketball in here uh but uh, uh right now we're just keeping our fingers crossed and hope the construction goes well but yeah. uh it is it's very exciting it's been a, a great process uh, september of 23 is really the the you know final uh date All, of yes yeah, everything going. should be up and going yep. and Fully, yeah. And uh and that's and that's really exciting, but just a lot of moves uh, you know, to, to get where we're at right now in terms of everybody's offices and you know, there's not a single person in in, in Nicholson anymore. We're all over right. at Purser, football's and Michelson, which as you all just visited. <laughs> and then we still have, you know, coaches over in psychology. So getting everybody under one uh, mm-hmm. expanded roof now, it'll be the first time I think we've had that. Uh, I think during my time anyway. Yeah, I think period. And it's um and, and that's there's something about that when mm-hmm. you when you're and I've been you know in a lot of different athletic departments and you've got some three miles down the road and there's just that not that family feel yeah. and separation that you have when that when those things exist. So right. uh those things are important and, and then the purser is is expanding the old exercise lab up there is actually expanding into a one large classroom that can be dividable into three. Uh, so great for, you know, three more academic classrooms up there than they had. Um, we are taking over one of the classrooms for our hospitality, our Pat Lacey hospitality room, uh, still keeping that in existence, but that's going to be right off the court essentially on the second floor up Sweet. there. So it, it is going to be nice. And, um, uh, you know we're 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 really appreciative of of, of everything that we've uh, you know we're, we're going to be getting in this remodel, and I know it's going to be a tr- tremendous enhancement from the academic perspective as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, we don't want to take any more of your time today. We appreciate you coming on and 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 talking about this. I know we're all really excited and. I know I'm probably one of the many people that almost went through the psych building. When I saw the door, or the whole <laughs> wall was gone. I was like, Hey, there's a court from the outside, but no, I'm fired up. I'm excited for central athletics. I'm excited that falls here and we're about to start rolling into this thing. So that's going to be an exciting fall. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Eric. Thanks Sammy. Awesome. Well, thank you to to Dr. Dennis Francois, athletic director of central Washington university. Thank you to head coach of central Washington university football, Chris Fisk for taking the time today to let us come out on campus and, and come interview them and, uh, exciting times for everybody I know we talked last episode about our internal clocks are starting now the year starting school starting athletics are starting and football season's almost here and uh, there, were, there were a couple really fun interviews today
1: yeah it was it was a lot of fun and Dennis you know he's as when I know him, he knows the ins and outs, and so you can hear from the interview. I mean, he 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 will he he knows everything yeah. and what it's going to look like, and that's kind of a thing. And it, it it really seems like it's going to be a, a cool atmosphere and a great addition to the campus. Absolutely.
0: Well, until next time, I think we got uh, some more fun stuff coming up on our next episode. And take care of one another. Let's get out there and watch some sports here soon. Kittitas Valley Sports Talk is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Check us out and feel free to interact with us on all of our social media by searching Kittitas Valley Sports Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.